0: Welcome to the Positive Education Podcast with Ash Manuel. As we know, the number one hot topic in the world is mental well being. Ash has worked with close to 1,000 organisations impacting more than a quarter of a million people, including schools, sports teams, and businesses across 45 countries. Today, Ash is regarded as a global thought leader in positive education. In this podcast, you'll hear stories, information, and actionable ideas from positive education and well-being experts. The purpose of the podcast is so that you take away ideas that you can execute in your classroom, across your school, at your sports club, and in your organisation, plus tips and tricks that you can apply in your own life.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm Ash Manuel, and today I'm talking with Sam Rossi, and Sam Tharaldson from AFL Max. Sam Rossi is GM of Education and Programs at AFL Max. Sam Sam joined AFL Max in November 2019 after eight years as a classroom teacher at Sacred Heart and Christian Christian Brothers College here in uh, Adelaide. He holds a Bachelor of Education from Flinders University and a Certificate 3 in Fitness Qualification. Sam's, Sam leads, designs, and implements new offerings and initiatives for AFL Max, including Australian Curriculum Online programs, camps, school sports days, and student leadership leadership programs. Sam Farrellson is the programs coordinator. Sam joined AFL Max in early 2022 following three years at the Adelaide Football Club in the community department with a Bachelor of Business, Sport and Recreation Management. And accomplished snfl football career, Sam leads the design and execution of all AFL Max programs, including the National Coles Healthy Kicks program. Welcome, Sam and Sam.
2: Hey Ash, how you on? Hey mate, thanks
1: for having us. Uh, Pleasure, guys. Really excited about this uh, episode. Looking forward to hearing about um, AFL Max and what you offer, and particularly this uh, the mental or Australia's world, sorry, Australia's world, Australia's first overnight uh, mental health camp for kids. But just before we get started, I'd love to hear a bit more about your background. So um, Sam Rossi, do you want to tell us a bit about yourself and how you came to be at AFL Max? Yeah, sure, mate. Um,
0: So I'm Sam Rossi. I'm the General Manager of Education and Programs at AFL Max. Uh, My background's actually, I was a classroom teacher for eight years, before I left the classroom in probably November 2019 to set up the uh, programs and education arm um, for AFL Max. So back then um, it was a bit of a blank canvas and a pretty cool opportunity to do so. Um, fast forward three years and the the COVID roller coaster that it's been. Um, we look after all the schools and programs that that come in and we get to create a few new ones along the way. So um, I'll let Sam introduce himself as well.
2: Yeah, just to make things easy,
0: Ash. So yeah. Sam Farrell, it's another program's education coordinator here
2: at AFL Max. Uh so I oversee, you know, more so the football focus, but also work closely with Sammy in the education and obviously the mental health space as well. But uh, as you would know, I actually used to work at the Crows. So I spent three years working with the Crows and actually delivering growing with gratitude, Ash. So yes. you should know a little bit about that, mate. Um, but yeah, that's where it all stemmed from. So You've obviously helped me develop a solid knowledge in the, the mental health space. And um, yeah, and then got a bit of a tap on the shoulder and wanted to explore the opportunity at AFL Max. So I've been here for about a year and a half now. And, and yeah, it's great to see the growth of the business and where we're going forward and especially uh, to do with mental health and the camps that we offer.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I know Sam, talks, I reckon we'll go with Sam uh, R and Sam T just for the rolling off the tongue. Um, That's good. So Sam, Sam, so I know that you, I think Sam um, R or Sam Ross, Rossi um, tapped you on the shoulder and offered you a role. Is that how you came about at AFL, Max?
2: Yeah, correct. So yeah. I actually did grow in gratitude with CBC. So right. Sam Sam saw me. I'm also uh, best mates with his brother. So there was a bit of a tie there and uh, I already had a bit of an existing relationship. So yeah. uh, it was a, a nice, smooth transition.
1: And um, yeah, greatly appreciated. Yeah, absolutely. And Sam, how, how did you get at AFL Max in 2019? How did that come about from what, teaching the classroom to then running like a, a the AFL? And just to clarify, AFL Max is in Australian Football League. That is yeah. what AFL stands for. So it's a, it's, it started out as, a, I guess, a football, um, and talk about it in a minute, but it started out, I guess, as predominantly football, but then it's gone into other areas as well. So how did you get your opportunity there, mate?
0: Yeah, it's a great question. Um, So when I was uh, teaching, I actually wasn't permanent as a teacher at the time. And I was teaching year fours at Christian Brothers College in Adelaide. And um, yeah, you you know, you're teaching a a class of up to 30 kids. And I was probably just at a bit of a crossroads with my teaching career and um, wanted something a little bit more um, exciting. Um, Was loving the classroom, but also just had this itch to, to look elsewhere. So I just started to look laterally with what else was sort of around. And I just noticed that, you know, the AFL logo popped up and it was actually advertised as a programs manager role at the time. And um, fast forward, went through, met with Pods, um, our CEO and brainchild behind AFL Max. And, and yeah, he got me on and And to his credit, strategically wanted a teacher involved. And um, it was just right at the start of that. So AFL, AFL Max was three months old when I came into um, the operations and then got to develop the education side of the business from there. So, yeah, I hope that's what answers it in a bit of
1: a nutshell. Yeah, absolutely. And and just to clarify, James or Pods James adley former uh, Geelong and Adelaide pros footballer. Yep. Um, yeah, that's uh, fantastic. I love hearing people's stories about how you came to be where you are today. So it's great to hear a little bit about um, those two stories. So I just want to hear a little bit more about AFL Max. So particularly in South Australia, I think AFL Max is the, the only exists in South Australia at the moment with, I think, plans to create other venues in other states, but what actually is AFL Max and what, what do you offer?
0: Yeah, well, um, yeah, let's, let's start at the beginning. So AFL Max, is it's Australia's first entertainment, education, foot, football development venue um, or business. Um, I guess when it was first launched, it was supposed to be a bit of an entertainment type complex that had the football element to it. Um, we've sort of reshaped that over the last three years and, and education services is a big part of where AFL Max is going and, and what we deliver so here at AFL Max, it's broken into those three three areas. Entertainment, the things that we offer under entertainment. Uh, kids' birthday parties on Saturday and Sundays, um, they absolutely pump. Um, events, there's different, um, you know, GA sessions that you can purchase with your family and come in and use, whether it's an hour or two hours. Um, and then other sort of corporate group sessions on top of that. The education arm of AFL Max, um, our number one education offering is overnight school camps. So a bit of an idea that we had over the COVID shutdown period and, um, you know, that you know coming forward to where we are now, there's 8,000 kids that will sleep over day for Max this year and mm. there's four camps that are delivered in that program, leadership, mental health, high performance and a healthy kids camp and everything revolves around physical activity and getting kids moving. So from there, there are sort of sub-experiences that um, we offer to different groups. It could be excursions for two hours. It could be a day program. Um, There are lots of leadership programs that we offer within that. Um, And then there's the outside of venue opportunities and education. So we're looking at digital leadership programs, which I can talk more about later. There's our Coles Healthy Kicks program, which I'll hand over to Sammy to talk about, which is our national vacation care and OSH program. But if I was to describe it in a nutshell, entertainment and education is where we're, going and, and sort of who we are and the football development piece is a nice to have that sort of attached to the AFL brand. Um, but we're just uh, really focused on that education services model. But essentially AFL Max is a place that that gets the community moving and healthy. And we're here to maximize our customers and, and students um, mm. growth, well-being and happiness. And the way we do that is um, I don't know if we coined the phrase, but edutainment. So we try and create education. That's really fun. And we use the fun parts of AFL Max to actually Um, deliver that and it's a little bit subconscious where kids don't really know that they're learning all these education concepts Mm. yeah but the credit needs to go to our our staff that we employ and and the education team that deliver them so i hope that helps in the football part of the business though there are some still cool opportunities that we do deliver we've got an adult indoor footy competition we've got an academy for example face footies academy that's happening uh, even tomorrow night where kids can learn fundamental footy skills but we still try and have those education elements to them where we're teaching them about developing healthy habits but also improving their footy skills and performance at the same time. Mm, brilliant. Yeah. Well well, well summarised. I think the best part about it, Ash, is that
2: everything we do is through physical movement. So when we're talking about mental health, obviously physical activity has a huge and profound impact on our mental health. So the more people in our community we can get physically active, the better for our mental health as well, and obviously the better the impact in the community.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I couldn't agree. I think that's the number one thing at the moment that I've come to realise over the last well, probably twelve months in particular is the importance of physical activity in your mental health. And if we can particularly get young people to understand that from a young age that physical activity is good for our bodies, but it's also really good for our minds. It's um yeah. definitely uh, is a really important skill for young people to or possess, but also um understand from a young age. So they, they've got those habits as they grow up. And if they are having a bad day, we'll do some physical activity. And I guarantee you, I know for me it works. And that's why when I go into schools, I always explain that as well. Like call them mood yeah. shifters. So what's your mood shifter? So if you're having a bad day, what do you do to improve your mood? And physical activity is number one for me. And um always share that with the kids. So yeah, it's a fantastic um or a lot of so many programs but, so many fantastic programs at AFL Max and is there plans to grow in um, open up venues across Australia?
0: Yeah, definitely. It's on the horizon. Um, so I hope to have um, venues in Melbourne next year yep. um, and, and beyond. Um, there'll probably be some more formal things that are announced pretty shortly, Yeah, but probably should explain to people if they haven't been here, what's actually inside AFL Max. So. Yeah. Way it works is it's full of zones and attractions so there's things like rock climbing and trampolines inflatables there's fitness testing fun there's our footy zone and then as um, a peer education team i guess we use those zones creatively to mix in the messages and the learnings that we want the kids to actually walk away with so yeah. we're really big on concise education getting it through really simply. But really, using the activities to to engage the kids and not waffle on too much, and yep. it's very non-traditional. We're not sitting kids down and talking to them about these concepts. They learn through the activities themselves.
1: Mm. Yeah, brilliant. And, and the venue's massive, boy. Like, I don't know if you huge. particularly if you live in Adelaide or you're visiting, definitely go and have a look. It's um absolutely yep. massive, uh, and it's like you walk in there and for an adult, like it's a wow thing. But for kids, I can only imagine it. When they walk in, and you guys would know their faces. When they walk in for the first time, their whole face lights up with excitement because there's so much there and so much to do. It's uh, definitely a
2: common misconception. Ash is that uh, you see the big hangar and it looks like a tin shed until they actually roll in the door and they get that wow factor, like you mentioned.
1: Yeah, it's um, yeah, right next. Yeah, it's that's right next to Adelaide Airport as well. In Adelaide, it definitely stands out as you drive uh, drive past. Now I'm really um, interested to know more about this mental health camp because it's Australia's first overnight mental health camp for kids. Um, yep. How did that? And it's called Breakthrough. So I know that um, I'll get you to talk about what Breakthrough Mental Health is in a minute. But how did that come about? This this camp. Yeah,
0: another great question. Um, so once we had established uh, our camp model as a business, and and we had some um, good continuity and and some some good trust developed with schools. We can see there was a need for mental health learning. And from a teaching perspective myself, and you would know this as well, Ash, that, you know, schools would love to spend more time on teaching mental health, but they just can't. They don't have the resources. They don't have the time. um, And it usually gets left to the PE teachers to do that. So we had established the CAMP model, um, the Breakthrough Mental Health Research Foundation. They are um, the collaborators or partners in this program with us. Now, if you don't know much about them, they're a special organisation. They've been around a few years now, but John Mannion heads up that organisation. He's the CEO, and he was actually the Mental Health Commissioner of South Australia at the time. Loveliest man on earth. Um, But he heard about our camp model. Um, We worked together as a team at AFL Max to to engage with Breakthrough and just see if there was anything we could do together to make a really engaging program. So once John actually came down and saw the venue and saw the program, how it worked, It was just a no-brainer to put put our resources together and create a mental health camp. So Mm -hmm. the way it works is um, we use our education model, which is a four-quarter learning model, a bit of a play on words for a footy game. But we teach four key pillars of mental health learning throughout a 24-hour experience. So the four quarters for the mental health camp are recognising the symptoms and signs of, of when your mental health might not be okay, especially in a school setting. Quarter two is all about yourself and how do you keep yourself um, fundamentally healthy. So we look at physical activity and sleep and nutrition um, and the way that we think and the way that we feel. Quarter three is all about awareness and it's being able to be aware of how we're thinking and feeling. And we use some of those concepts that kids learn about at school, but we use the the venue to teach it in a more fun way. And finally, quarter four is arguably the most important, but often we found that when we're talking to kids about their mental health, they really cared about helping other people, but they didn't know how to do that. So what we've done is created some tools and strategies about how those kids can help their loved ones, their family members, their friends when they're really struggling, even when they're feeling okay. So you put those four quarters together and you end up with a really powerful little learning model. And we're guided by John and his team because they're the mental health experts. We're the experts in in group facilitation and, and physical activity. So it's about collaborating together and trying to be a bit more powerful in our partnerships to create better impact. But that's that in a nutshell. Um, and then what we try and do is in that 24 hour camp, we don't do more than one night. We Mm. try and, um, really offer reprieve and support for teachers. So, you know, there's some really fun things for them. They get included barista coffee, you know, which is a massive tick in the the teaching world. There's a cooked breakfast on the second day. There's a thicker mattress to sleep on, but most importantly, they're actually relying on our education team to deliver it. And they're not cooking a barbecue or having to run activities after they've just planned this camp. So That goes a long way. Um, But once again, everything's grounded by physical activity. So the kids are absolutely spent by the end of the day. Mm. They still fill in the the night time with a movie on the big screen and and have a great um, time of connection together. And they walk away with some really important resources. So that camp actually offers lesson plans that are planned for teachers as well, pre and post, to consolidate, prepare and, um, you know, equip those kids and teachers with what they need to continue the learning. So it's not just a sugar hit.
1: Mm, yeah absolutely and i think that's so what you um what you said then is really important because those, those things are really the experience is really good yeah. but they need the kids like in, it's like practice isn't it it's like learning a skill in, like in football with kicking exactly right. you, you do it once and a bit of fun but if you don't do it again well you're not really going to improve so it's exactly yeah. the same with this and it's um oh, it's so much it would be so much fun to do the camp but um they'll have a great take something out of it but then continue on such an important thing and and just going back to John Mannion, John was actually a guest on the podcast on um, a previous episode. So if you want to go <laughs> back through the podcast and find John Mannion. Um,
0: I'll have yeah. to go have a listen. A yeah. He yeah, talks surprised.
1: about breakthrough mental health and his role as the commissioner for mental health in South Australia, which I think um, he isn't, I think he's, um, that was a part-time role. I think he's gone back to breakthrough full-time. So um, yep. yeah, that was a really good, a good chat with John as well. Yeah. Sam, Sam T, so when, when you say um, these, like what sort of activities and games do you come up with to practice in the mental health camp overnight? So I don't know if it's an example or, because I know that personally as well, like in the yeah, last week, or so four like years. So like Sam mentioned, yeah. we use the
2: best parts of AFL Max uh, to expose the kids to that, but not only to increase their fun as well. So for those that, are listening and uh haven't been here before we've actually got these massive interactive screens now they're some of the only three in the southern hemisphere they're super unique but for example in our awareness quarter there's a game called mood okay so we actually walk you can actually tap it and it'll identify how they're feeling now we understand there's not a um perfect answer to how they're feeling at that time but we use that those elements of fun games in our quarters um, to help guide where we're going with it. So if we're talking about awareness, it'll give a bit of a snapshot. If we're talking about self, we create very unique games that are probably a bit hard to identify via this. Yeah. Uh, but Sam might be able to give you a little bit more clarity on something
0: else. Yeah. So I think we really we're pretty fastidious with the way that we try and um, design the programs, and we try and pilot them a lot first as well. Yeah. And Sammy, you know, to his credit, he won't talk about it, but he's got a really good eye for some of these games and. They're they're quite punchy, but they're really practical. Um, It could be as simple as teaching the kids how to box breathe and then using different PE games to um, incorporate that box breathing in. So one Mm -hmm. of them is we use those interactive screens, like Sammy said. We check their mood. We get their heart rate raised up, which raises their awareness and stimulates them a bit. And then we get them to box breathe and calm themselves down and feel like what that is, um, what it feels like to do that. But then we'll put in a game like you know, something as simple as a huge game of tail tag, but you're doing it inside AFL max. Mm. And once again, your heart rate's really high and you're really engaged thinking about other things. And then we have a simple command that allows the kids to drop down into their box breathing cycle and they need to purposefully lower their heart rate. So then how we would link that into the outside world is like, right, what are the different situations in your life where you might be in this state and you need to calm yourself down? How could you use box breathing to do that? And you'd be really surprised at what the kids spit back at you, but you know, they open up really quickly and they'll say, oh, when mum and dad are having a fight or uh, I might have failed a test at school or my friends have left me, um, they've excluded me in the playground. Mm. And that stuff's really powerful, but a really practical strategy that they don't need to um, tell anyone that they're doing because no one can tell if you're breathing anyway, really. You could be standing there going through your box breathing cycle mm. and it's really quite private, yep. but it could really help.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and for those... Uh,
0: Camp, yeah, sorry, Ash, we yeah. refer to heart rate a lot as well.
1: Yep.
2: It helps kids understand if your heart rate's high, you could be feeling a level of anxiety. Yep. yep. Or if your heart rate's low, okay, then you might be feeling symptoms of feeling quite down or, or sad. Yep. Um, and we give talks and strategies that are going to help you get back to, I guess, a level level state. So if it's too mm-hmm. high, box breathing. If it's too yep. low, some fun,
0: okay, yep. some self-care, some exercise. We probably need to be really clear as well that this camp is not a um... – it's not a diagnosis camp. Mm. So we're really careful with the terminologies that we're using within the camp. It's actually a mental health awareness camp. And it's about raising awareness about our own mental health and that we all have mental health, but we won't be using words and we don't um, label kids with anxiety or depression and try and let them know that they might have those sort of disorders or conditions. It's just about letting them be more aware about how they're thinking and feeling, because mm. like I said, we're not mental health professionals, yeah. but we can definitely help bridge the gap between what teachers are trying to do in the classroom and families are trying to do at home. So the more we can equip these kids with what they need, the more impact we can have in the community.
1: Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And just to, um, if anyone who's listening, what what is, what, and for me as well, actually, what is box breathing?
0: Oh, really? Okay. Well, um,
1: I've heard of it, but I can't can't remember. Is it something to do with fours?
0: Yeah, it's a simple four, um, Four layered cycle, I guess. I don't even know how you describe it, but the way I'd think about it, it's like drawing a box in your mind and you use your breath to go around the box. So if you're listening, um, and Ash, you can follow me, but if you shut your eyes, you can start on one side of the box. And what you would try and do is start low with a number, but you would breathe in for two to four seconds. So, for example, breathe in, one, two, and then you'd go around the box. You would hold your breath, hold your breath, one, two, breathe out, one, two, hold your breath, one, two. Yeah. And that would be, you've made a box with your finger and you've been breathing in and out yeah. and you'd go around and do that cycle multiple times. Yeah. And the whole point of it is to focus on your breathing. Yeah. So as the kids get better and better or adults, you can actually increase the, the duration as you go around. Um, and the longer you can do it for, the more calm you can become. So mm-hmm.
1: that's as simple as it is. Yeah, absolutely. So how, how can schools um, get involved in the overnight camps or uh, well, overnight camps, whether that's a mental health camp or um, other camps, what, what's some ways that they can uh, possibly reach out and find out more how they can be involved?
0: Yeah, so great question. Um, so, there's a couple of opportunities that you can actually go through the AFL Max website. There's plenty of information on there. Reach out and ask for one of the SAMs um, at AFL Max. You've got a good chance of getting one of us because there's a few of us around. But we would liaise directly with the teachers themselves and figure out what would be best for their cohort. And it could be a class, it could be a year level, it could be a whole school approach. Um, So it's better just to give us all of your context for your kids and then we can sort of guide you with what suits. But the camps, um, they start off at a minimum number of students at 30 and can go all the way up to 110 kids per night. So it's quite broad and it's been designed for year levels as well. So the incentive for schools is that the more kids that can go through it, the cheaper per head the camp can become. Yep. And then we have a ratio within our education team of one to 25 that will look after those kids when they come in. So mm. we're not just taking huge groups of kids and trying to have the same impact.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's And we'll put those um, details in the show notes as well, um, how you can get in contact with oh, the AFL Max address, but also um, maybe some contact details of you guys as well. Um, and also probably a link, we could also put a link into a programs guide um, that might help. Right, yeah.
0: I think one thing that's, if I might digress a little bit, but Sammy touched on it a little bit at the start that um, physical activity and physical activity is so interrelated with mental health and mental health, although we've got a mental health camp, we actually do focus on it in a lot of the other programs that we deliver. So, for mm. example, our leadership program, there are four quarters of leadership learning and we call it we call it leadership well-being. We're teaching these kids about leadership fundamentals. But the idea is that they can learn independent tools and skills to be a better leader, but also improve their, their mental health and overall happiness and, and well-being at the same time. So it's the same sort of philosophy and it can be applied to the same overnight care model. Mm-hmm. But I think if you're interested in any of that um, practical learning space or um for your kids if you think they'd respond well then just speak with us directly
1: yeah no, absolutely it's um yeah and i was just slight i mean it's it's on the same topic this question but we thought the afl brand because obviously um hmm. actually who when i know that you spoke about before but um james adley was one of the people behind afl yeah. max and then yep. how did was it his idea and then he took it to the afl and then there's been investors come in with the um, idea. How does how did it actually come about?
0: Yeah, so we worked really closely with Pods, and he, he told this story a few times, and he can tell it better. So you might even try and get him on here. But um, pretty much when Pods was playing um back in his playing days with Adelaide and Geelong, I don't know which club it was, but he used to see the families come into the club rooms and most of the AFL clubs have got an indoor oval attached to their their club, um, and he would see the kids and families come in and just play around with all the gear and the footies and the, you know the different equipment that was in there. And he just said he had an epiphany and just said, this would be fantastic if there was one dedicated just for kids and families to come in and use, mm. not having to be dictated around the players, I guess. So that's how it all started. And um, I think it took about three to four years to get the idea off the ground and get the AFL's buy-in. But um, the AFL are equity stakeholders in AFL Max. And then from there, there are multiple private investors that um, that are involved with AFL Max. So that's probably as much as everyone, yeah. you know,
1: tonight? Mm. Yeah, because that, that was just going to lead on to my next question. So, what? How do you think? Um, I, I've got a bit of a or oh, opinion that pre- professional sports brands or clubs or like a brand like the AFL can play such a like big role in when it comes to mental health, particularly young people. Because if you um or as Sam um you you know the LA Crows when you were there, one of the things that um you did in the community department was take growing with gratitude out out to schools and although the players themselves weren't there all the time but they did appear on videos for example eddie betts talking about how he uses um, something like positive reflection um, in his life and um, rory sloan talking about how he uses gratitude in his life so when you got role models and major sporting brands i guess promoting mental health and talking about what they do to um with their own mental health i guess what, what what do you think what's your opinion in on um, the role that professional sporting brands or clubs can play in the mental health space?
2: I think think the short answer, Ash, is that they can play a phenomenal role, but there's obviously, obviously if we take it back a couple of steps, there's a fair few barriers uh, from my experience in the space and then obviously filtering down to the local community. But Hmm. a lot of these programs that are out there are costly. Mm. Uh, sometimes there is a lack of programs and obviously you're dealing with volunteers. So they're time poor. Uh, They might not necessarily be interested or have the time to actually get these programs into the club. So I don't know if there's an exact answer moving forward as to how they can do it, but it probably got to stem from the key organizations as the AFL down into government and then government driving these free programs uh, Mm. out into clubs. That's my personal opinion. I've played uh, a fair bit of high-level sport and still heavily involved in local football clubs. Uh, it just needs to be funded. The support needs to be there to reduce costs. Mm. And, and obviously, we need quality programs and resources that are that are filtering out. If mm. we can do that, it's a bit like train the trainer. Yeah. So if we can train the trainer, then it's going to ripple effect through community clubs. We're going to have a greater impact in those communities. Yeah. Uh, until then, I don't know the perfect answer,
1: yeah. um, but that's where I see it. From my own view, mm, yeah, absolutely. And I think um, I think a really good model that's been set up and and does you're right involves funding. Um, is the Danny Frawley Centre at St Kilda Football Club, which is um attached to their actual training facility at Moorabbin. and they bought and they um built this community facility um called the Danny Frawley Centre, which is all about mental health, um, and it, it's it's available to the community. They can hire it or come in and use it um they run different programs out of the center but you're right it's been funded by government um by danny frawley um i think it's found or it might be a foundation that's been set up in his name as well so there's a lot of fundraising that obviously happened to make that happen but it's um i think just you're right it does take a lot of money um but i think if we have got, obviously i think there's a bit more of awareness around at the moment with governments to put money into mental health. Um, and I think at the moment it's going into a lot of prevention. Uh, sorry, other way around, a lot of um reactions. So, yeah. we, we mental health is happening, and we're putting this money into deal with it. But if we can reverse that and maybe put the ratio in favour of prevention, and that's when the money might be able to come available for like a, for example, in South Australia, like a Port Adelaide or an Adelaide Football Club to have that component to it at the club. Um, and I think just like even the players involved in those clubs particularly for young people um they can play like a major role in sharing their um their knowledge or not not necessarily knowledge my experience because um i don't know if we probably realize as a society how it could seem like a great lifestyle there's a lot of pressure on those guys um who play professional sport Um in the limelight all the time criticism social media particularly in the last probably 10 years it's um i'm sure they can share a yep. lot of valuable insights as well so i think there's something there for um oh, the future in a way to tackle mental health. whether people will agree with that or not i don't know but that's just where i where i yeah. see it as well i think you hit the nail on the
2: head but players as a vehicle for anything it's going to have a greater impact uh, than just the local person in the community unfortunately yeah true uh, how you use those players yeah could dictate great change in our community uh, whether that's sending players out and and actually having them trained in mental health first aid and they're coming to speak about a program that is to do with mental health to community clubs um that personally i think would have a great impact on your juniors um but it's it's multiple touch points that's the mm. hardest part as well is like we spoke about and sammy spoke about before is you don't want things to be a should hit mm. Um, i've had a, a fair few programs come through footy club and if you see it once it's it's fresh in your mind for the first week and then it tends to die off so yeah. that train the trainer model uh, yeah. is it's so imperative to how yeah the landscape of mental health might change in those community clubs moving forward
1: yeah definitely and you're right like it's and you've got to have those people in the clubs willing to uh or be trained for a start and then continue on with it um that's another element as well so it's um and i know some clubs do it really really well like uh Bit of a shout out to the Goodwood Saints Football Club. Um, they're one of the uh, always winning awards for their, or um, they do with their club um, yeah. around Australia. But like, yeah, that, that I know. Like that takes a lot of commitment. Like the president um, Craig Scott, who's just stepped down now. He was basically a full time president, like with a full time job. Yeah. So it, it takes a lot of effort. Yeah. But um, sporting clubs and professional sporting organisations can definitely play a role and um i think that that's a really good you know, insight into what afl max um is about and what you guys um deliver and i love how as you said before like you're the experts in the delivery and then you've got breakthrough mental health coming on board to deliver that or to i guess provide content um in, on that side of it which is a, a great combination and as we said before um we'll put the your contact details and the um our website on the show notes and um I think there's a programs guide that can be downloaded from the um, website. So I can link to that as well. And um, is there anything else, guys, before we uh, finish off that you'd like to uh, say? Yeah. Well, I think, you know,
0: just to finish up what Sammy said, I think that we probably need to have a really, really strong collaborative approach for something as big and broad as mental health is. And, you know, also not be scared to try and, And make a change so those people that you referred to that are really progressive and and wanting to have an impact we probably need to start with impact first and not just and be really careful like sammy was saying to not have a sugar hit program or experience but to make sure it's not tokenistic and purely transactional either so the the afl the clubs that are are quite big the players themselves they need to understand the influence that they actually have on the community and the power that they have to to do good Mm. um but it also takes the driver to do that so To finish that off you know the whole reason we connected ash you know initially was as educators first just to stay connected and make sure that we're you know um working together to to see what good we can do even though we're we're all in the, the program space together so mm. um you know many brains create more brain power i guess if that's a thing and
1: yeah.
0: i think that's that's how we should look at it because we can't do it alone
1: oh no, absolutely mate
0: last one
2: for me is those listening that haven't heard of mental health first aid uh, definitely have a look into it that's that train to train model that we're talking about so if you're going to equip yourself you're going to be able to equip others and that's going to be powerful for, for the community and, and each state as we grow in this space
1: mm, yeah and, and the mental first um, aid training you if you i think if you just search google search mental first aid training a lot of uh, come up and i breakthrough through um mental health that we spoke about before they um provide the training so there's definitely opportunities and I think there's if you work with youth there's a mental health training course for youth I think as well um in the workplace there's a whole lot of broad topics around the topic but I personally haven't done it yet but i hear here it's uh, all good things about about it and definitely worthwhile doing well thanks guys I appreciate you having you on the podcast today and um highly recommend the uh camps and the experience that afl max provides i've been there down a few times to uh, have a look and it's a, a fantastic facility so um if you've got young kids or, or if you've got kids or just as an adult it's good to go and have a look so highly encourage everyone to get down there and um if you're a, at a school definitely recommend recommend booking for an excursion or a um camp
0: awesome thanks ash. And, ash and likewise please know how good the work is that you're doing in the community as well mate i know you won't say actually too humble but it's um it's widely appreciated and, and very well loved so thank you
1: Ah, thanks right. guys. Appreciate that. Excellent. Thank you.